This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. What can I do today or what can I do this week to show my body respect? And I think even if you're having a really hard time in your body, if you're struggling with body image or you're just feeling really uncomfortable, most people can find ways to respect their body for all that it does for us, really, for just keeping us alive. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to learn that the road to health is paved with good intestines. Then we're going to discuss prioritizing self-love. And lastly, we're going to chat about living through a midlife crisis. But first, a little bit of business. I'd like to give a shout-out to our show sponsor, Omega Alpha. Omega Alpha is 100% Canadian-owned and has been GMP certified for manufacturing to pharmaceutical standards since its inception in 1992. It uses only all natural herbs, vitamins, and minerals in their formulations. The company is site licensed for manufacturing nutraceuticals by the Natural Health Products Directorate, a division of Health Canada. They have four company divisions, both a consumer line, a professional line for human products, an equine and pet health products line, and a custom manufacturing private label division. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, please visit their website at omegaalphainc.com. Omega Alpha's products are created by their scientific team, headed by their owner, operator, and CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Dr. Chang holds a PhD in physiology and biomedical engineering from the University of Toronto. He also has two years postdoctoral experience in clinical biochemistry, looking at free radicals and antioxidants. He's published over 20 peer-reviewed articles and conference proceedings. Welcome, Gordon. Thank you for having me on board, um, Jimmy. My pleasure. One of the great things about this show is that I constantly learn new information, like, for example, that the gastrointestinal tract is probably the largest organ system we have in the body, something I didn't know. And when we get sick, chances are that ailments and that afflict us are connected in some way to the GI tract. Is that right? That's basically it. There's many things that are going on in your body, of course. I mean, to lay everything down to just the GI tract is a little bit pushing it, in all fairness. Yeah. But a lot of people complain. Their day-to-day stuff usually talks about something that's going on in the gastrointestinal tract. But the GI tract can be the cause of many different type of ailments. For example, food allergies. Right. Right. One of the things with food allergies that people don't realize is that when you react to a food, it's sometimes it's because there's permeability in the gastrointestinal tract, which allows certain food allergens to get in contact with your blood. The blood then generates some antibodies. So next time it sees these allergens, you get a reaction, hence right. a food allergy. Right. Right. And they could be very severe. For and it could be very severe. Even things like when you come down to irritable bowel syndrome. Right. You know, and for most people who don't have that problem, it's a wonderful thing. But for people who have it, yeah, yeah 
right? Because there are people I know who will eat, and the first place they look for is a bathroom, or they wake up in the morning with stomach cramps. Some of that could be related to food allergies, right? And is that the same thing as Crohn's disease? It's very different from Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease is a much more, I like to call it a much more severe form of it, right? right? But it's usually Crohn's is an inflammation of the large intestine, right? And when it's bad, it's really, really bad. Right. My father, unfortunately, had not full-blown Crohn's, but he had ileitis and colitis for many years. Which is inflammation, again, in the small bowel. Right. So it is just as bad. And, you know, it impacted his health entirely. That's right. He was extremely active throughout his life. And, you know, he would want to go for a hike, but that's really difficult yeah. if you're having those types of difficulties. That's right. Your lifestyle changes because of it. But these are just some of the things that are related to the GI tract. I mean, but even overall, the immune system is linked to your GI tract. Right. So, so what's the linkage there? Well, on the immune system, there's things like the, the microbiome in your gut. Now, people ask me what the microbiome, I, I call that the, the ecosystem in your gut, for, uh, that, the bacterial ecosystem in your gut. And, there, I, and there's good and bad bacteria. Yeah. Well, good and bad, as I say, it's, my, my standard joke for good and bad bacteria has always been, there's no such thing as good bacteria. They don't go to church on Sunday. They don't put <laughs> extra, extra money in the collection plate. They, don't, they are not extra nice to their neighbors. The reason we call them good bacteria or otherwise call them probiotics is because the waste products they produced or is either beneficial for, for the host, which is us, right, or we tolerate it better. So, for example, you have your E. coli's, right? You know, remember back a few years ago, 10 years maybe, Walkerton, right? It was an E. coli outbreak. But we have E. coli bacteria in our gut. Right, and it serves a purpose. And it does serve a purpose. I I think one of the things I'd like to stress about bacteria especially uh, is the concept of balance. Okay. Because even the good bacteria, if I was to go into your gut and pull out all of the bacteria in your gut, right, and then replace it with one type of good bacteria, you will be a very sick person. Right. And the reason for that is not because the bacteria is bad. It's just that it was producing too much waste that your body could not handle. Right. I remember I had to take antibiotics mm-hmm. because I had some illness and it threw my entire system off. Right. And, you know, and I don't, and, you know, obviously there are some circumstances where you have to take antibiotics, but it can really wreak havoc with your system. Yeah, because the antibiotics kill off all the bacteria, good and bad. Now, it doesn't reduce it to zero, right? right? But what it does, it creates a lot of space. It allows, if bad bacteria get to that space, first come, first serve, it starts to grow. Mm-hmm. You have an overgrowth of bad bacteria. And I use bacteria in a generic term, it includes things like yeast, mycoplasmas. Right. Okay. Etc. All those type of things. Right. So all, all the micro- microbes. Right. 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 So what do we do? How do we help with our GI health? Well, it's a very complex issue. I know it's we can't not cover it all. We today. can cover it in this. No. I mean, there's a lot of things you talk about. Things like fiber, you got to talk about. Things right. like probiotics, you got to talk about. Things like digestive enzymes, you want to talk about. My suggestion is you do it in small steps. Okay. Don't go overboard. I, I know people say, "Oh, fiber is great." So next thing you know. Everything they eat is fiber. No. No. Or they say digestive enzymes are good, so they, they live on digestive enzymes and they forget about everything else. It's a little bit of everything. Probiotics are good. So my suggestion is a little bit of everything. You take a, some digestive enzymes, you take some probiotics, you increase your fiber intake. If you don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, there's a lot of good fiber products out there. Right. Omega Alpha makes a very good one you could try out. You know, And you know, there's a lot of everything. Everything in moderation. 
Well, that that seems like a rational approach. I, for example, I have oatmeal for breakfast regularly, that's and a that's thing. a great source of natural fiber, yeah. and it's good for you, and it makes me feel good about myself, and that's also important, yeah. right? As we get older, it's so important. I, I call it the ball movement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Regular, regularity. We could do a whole show on regularity. Okay, so the GI tract is, and this is the last question that we have time for today. It's all about nutrient absorption too, right? That's that's an important role that the GI tract plays. When people talk about things, there's one thing that's bandied about called leaky gut syndrome. Right, what is that? In the medical literature, if you go see a family doctor, they'll roll their eyes. If you use the word compromise intestinal permeability, you may see some agreement. Yeah. You okay. I mean? And basically what that does is that absorption, there's a lot of malabsorption okay. right, for leaky gut. There's a lot of inflammation in the gut, right? So there's no easy treatment. There's no easy cure. One of the things that people with leaky gut, they do is control inflammation. All right. right? And there's several foods you can take that will help with that. What would you recommend? Well... Again, increase your fiber intake. That's one. The emulsant herbs, things like uh, slippery marshmallow root, right? Mm-hmm. You would take things like quercetin, rutin, and so on. Uh, what that will do, it'll tighten the cell junctions between the cells, so it'll help inhibit the permeability. But it's all a, a program. Just doing one is not going to solve all of your ills. Well, we'll have to get on that program. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming in today. And next time you come back, I understand we're going to talk about the many levels of detoxification, which is perfect for springtime. Definitely. Perfect. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about prioritizing self-love on the tonic. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest, Claire Legrelli, is a registered holistic nutritionist who's on a mission to empower people to food freedom. She graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and runs her private practice in Toronto and online. Claire compassionately helps her clients rediscover their relationship with food. Her guiding principle is to start where you are. 
Claire also writes a great column in Tonic Magazine called Nourished. And she wrote a very interesting article in the November issue of Tonic about self-love. Welcome. Thank you. So every time I hear the phrase self-love, here's where my purient mind goes to. It goes to, is she talking about, you know, masturbation? <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about, right? No, not, not today. Not today. Maybe another day. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not ever. As I understand, you can correct me, it's essentially about putting yourself first. Is that sort of it, or am I missing the mark? It is. Yeah, that's a part of it. And I think more importantly, it's about learning how to take care of yourself. And so, you know, however you want to phrase it, whatever language you want to use, doesn't matter as much, so much as this act of taking care of yourself. Okay, so another way of phrasing it would be to prioritize yourself, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I see what I see often in my practice is people tend to put everyone else's needs before their own. And of course, this is well intentioned. But what can happen is that you will end up feeling drained, burnt out, sometimes resentful. And so these are all signs that you're not taking care of yourself enough. And so by prioritizing your care, you're you're gonna feel much better all around. So let's let's talk about like you, you use the phrase self love, self care, almost interchangeably. So let's explore that a bit. Help us out with these terms. Yeah, I'd love to, and I think it's really really important. Um, and so my guiding principle is to start where you are. And that's because I I really believe it's so important to honor wherever you are in your wellness journey. And so I think for people who are just starting out, perhaps in um, a healthier lifestyle or perhaps learning how to accept the body that they're in, love can feel pretty foreign, like so much so that it might kind of deter them from wanting to learn how to do it. And so I think Finding different words that resonate with where you are in your journey is absolutely critical. So I'll offer to my clients different words. It can be self-care. It can be self-love. And where we often start is actually just self-respect. So what can I do today or what can I do this week to show my body respect? And I think even if you're having a really hard time in your body, if you're having, if you're struggling with body image or you're just feeling really uncomfortable, most people can find ways to respect their body for all that it does for us, really, for just keeping us alive. And when we find words that really resonate with where we are, often I find that can kind of be the bridge from intellectually hearing a concept and then taking action. It, it makes more sense and so it's easier to get going with the steps. Right, because yeah. the, the steps are the work, right? You know. Exactly, yeah. And so finding language that resonates with where you're at is key. So I'm really glad that you you brought that up. So once we get past the communication and we can sort of understand how we're going to work, we have to get to the actual work of it, right? So if you didn't have the self-love or the self-care, the first step is getting it, right? How would you go about actualizing and, and starting the process? Starting. So yeah. you know, just what I'll offer to my clients or recommend that they do is just schedule in a time. And it can be any length of time, you know, in the week and can be 10 minutes where you just block off a time to explore activities 
that help you to feel better. And there's no right way to do it. There's no one way. It's just trying out different activities and seeing how it goes because you know your body best. You know what's going to work well for you. But the only way to find out is to try. So, you know, you can go for a walk five minutes. You can have a bath. You can read a book. You can just get away from all of your electronics for a little bit and see how it goes. And then after you try out an activity, spend some time and just reflect and think, you know, like, did that help? Am I feeling better? Am I feeling a little bit more rejuvenated? And from there, you can learn more about yourself. It might go well. It might not. But it Every experience holds information that's going to teach us about how we can care for ourselves. I believe that's true philosophically. I know for a person like me, I didn't get into the mess of being 52 pounds overweight, obese, by having sort of self-reflection and understanding that what I was doing wasn't right for me. And I, I you know, truthfully, it was an issue of, of self-discipline for me, right? I mean, certain things for me, me personally, I had to cut out in order to improve my health. And at the end of the day, that was my goal. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't say I'm skeptical, but I'm curious, you know, how does this notion of self-love interact with what I will call the discipline that's necessary to sort of change the person that you are from doing the things that got you into the position where you need the help in the first place? Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. And I think everybody is different True. and we are motivated by different things. For and sure. so what's important, I think, is, as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, is if we can check in regularly with ourselves and we feel comfortable and content with the practices that we've developed for ourselves and our mental health is flourishing, our relationships are flourishing, then I say go for it. You know, right. everyone is, you know, has autonomy over over their body and their choices. I think it's getting to know yourself and what truly feels healthy is at the core of it. But I, and I get and this we only have like one one short little moment left, yeah. but I, I guess it's one thing to think about, you know, what's really going on. It's another thing to have enough self-awareness to recognize that you're not pulling the wool over your own eyes and that you really have to sort of do it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, I think everyone is going to go about their behavior change in a different way. And for some people, going the more regimented, disciplined, sort of regulated way, it's what they need and it's what they want and that works. And for other people, it really spirals them into sort of this all or nothing thinking and black and white and, you know, this sort of dichotomous approach to health that doesn't feel sustainable to them. So I think it's up to each individual to really be honest with how they want to live their life, how they want to live their days. And from there, they can, you know, make their decisions from that place. Well, that makes sense. Thank you for coming in today and, and sharing your thoughts on self-love and self-care. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Well, we're going to have you back next month. What okay. do you want to talk about next month? Let's talk about more nutrition. Okay, let's, yeah. let's get into some nutrition next month. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we'll discuss living through a midlife crisis on The Tonic. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth-generation master herbalists. It's a family-owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. 
They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years, and its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Nearly 14 years ago, a small group of visionary developers had a dream for Toronto. They looked at a derelict collection of Victorian industrial buildings that had been pronounced a national historic site and imagined transforming it into something exciting and unique, something the city would be proud of. They wanted to create a space that would excite and inspire the senses, where people could experience new ideas, new foods, new designs, and new ways of living and working. Their dream was to provide a place where creativity would flourish and passion would be aroused, where artists, artisans, entrepreneurs, and business people could rub shoulders and inspire each other. The Distillery District opened in 2003 and today is widely regarded as Canada's premier arts, culture, and entertainment destination, a place brimming with creativity and creative people that can inspire dreams and a place that can help them come true. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Matt Rosenblatt is a partner in Cityscape Development Corp. He owns and operates the Boiler House, Pure Spirits Oyster Bar and Grill, Arceo Trattoria, Alcatrin Distilleria, and Clooney Bistro. He's one of the creators of the hugely successful Christmas Market and Toronto Light Festivals in the Distillery District. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So you're back at the Tonic, and we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to speak personally about some of the stuff that we've dealt with in our lives, right? That is correct. So, you know, this show is, you know, we described it as a midlife crisis show, but Mm -hmm. in reality, people have crises all the time and, you know, how they get beyond it is an exercise for them and it can be informative for others to to learn from it. So let's sort of, what have you been through and and what have you learned and, and, you know, let's put it in your own words. Go ahead. I'd say some of the big moments that I've had of self-reflection is when people close to me have passed away. And just recognizing, you know, the finiteness of life and what I'm not doing before my time is up. And uh, those moments have created a need for change. What sort of changes have you made over the years? Like, how has that manifested itself? Well, as a, as a young father and as a young businessman, I was working hard to put food on the table to make my business successful. Those two were just almost a sole focus of, of my life. And when people close to me passed away, I just looked at my life and I said, you know, this can't be it. I mean, I have to be broader. I have to be water. I have to be enjoying my life. I have to be making my life better. I think making the world better around me. And I started self-reflecting. Is this about leaving a legacy or is it more just the way you wanted to conduct yourself and, and live? No, it's not so much about a legacy. I mean, if anything, you know, I I want to teach my children by example, but, you know, doing the things I do ultimately feels good for me, and that's why I do them. Okay. How did you learn about what made you happy? Is it it simply just trying new things and doing it, or... or is it intuitive? I think a little bit of A, a little bit of B. I think at one point I was a very static person. And I think being dynamic in itself, for me, brought me happiness. And then through that uh, sort of ability to go on little personal adventures also helped me find different things that I might not otherwise know I even liked. But even finding things that you don't like is also part of the journey. And that's fun too. 
Right. I, I know in, in discussions we've had, you've talked about how your life has sort of come full circle, right? Um, Correct. And I, and I think there's something to that. You know, my first career was in law. But, you know, before I was a lawyer, I did all kinds of things when I was young and in school. I was a, I was a disc jockey for a number of years. And now I find myself hosting a show again, right? And, and I enjoyed being a disc jockey at parties and, you know, mm-hmm. sweet 16s, etc. And I enjoyed doing this. And it was something that was missing from the many other parts of my life that I didn't do. It was, it was an ego stroke, right? You know? Sure. And, you know, you produce events now, which is very gratifying, and it allows you to sort of elate people, which I know is important to you, right? I really need the validation. <laughs> <laughs> we all, that's, and that's why you're here today. That is why I'm here. You're the, you're the best, man. <laughs> so where did this desire come from? To make things better. I mean, did it did it derive when you were younger, or yeah, I did. I I just think I was a really fortunate child growing up in a house of happiness and love. And the further I got into the world, I recognized other people didn't have that same upbringing. And I thought, you know, it's uh, feels good for me to share it, and feels good for me to teach it. And that's sort of I think where it, it, it all started. I think it started in my childhood, and I think it continues to this day. You know, it's, it's one thing to sort of say, you know, I need to make a change. You know, I'm not, I'm not happy for, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Like me personally, sure. you know, my change came, uh, I was obese. You know, I, I weighed 242 pounds and it, it took me a year, but I lost 52 pounds and my entire perspective changed, right? It, it allowed me to step beyond the career I had at the time, which was commercial litigation, which I enjoyed some elements of, but not all, to do something new. A, a change physically in me manifested in a career change. How did change occur for you? Most of my change change happened, or the changes that have happened to me, are more about perspective and the way that I look at the world, as opposed to the things that I actually do. Really taking uh, responsibility for virtually everything in my life as opposed to looking to blame other people and saying, you know, why aren't I happy? It's because of this person or because of this job. And knowing that I'm responsible, I think, has, has ultimately changed me. I think it's a question of perspective, right? I mean, you, you, you can have an event occur, whatever it might be, like a traffic jam, mm-hmm. which is, you know, is a trigger for me. <laughs> but, you know, you can, you can choose, you can choose to, to let it upset you and think, oh my God, you know, this is awful. I've got to be downtown to record my, my radio show in 10 minutes and I'm caught in traffic. Or you can sort of say, okay, this is happening and I'm going to either roll with it and I'll be a few minutes later or, or whatever. And I wish I could say that it's the latter, but usually my reaction is still the former. You but it, the interesting part is I think in terms of midlife crisis, I think the, the hardest part of the midlife crisis, the first one, was other people's resistance to the midlife crisis, which is I think why they call it that. It, it's actually other people's labeling of you because they're not comfortable with your change. Whereas in a sense, you might know where you're going or you might know what you're trying, but they're not comfortable seeing you change because they know you in one way. And they don't know where you're going. I mean, I, to, to a large extent, that's true. I mean, obviously, everybody was happy when I lost the weight. It, it's a good thing when you're obese <laughs> and then you cease to be obese. But, you know, when I made the decision to stop practicing law, and by that time, I had already started my magazine, a lot of people said, well, what are you doing? You went to school for so long. You've been practicing for so long. How can you just walk away from it? They don't get it, right? But sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. I want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you. And sharing your personal experiences and speaking so frankly. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomaradio.ca and thetonic.ca. 
For articles written by Claire Legrelli, please be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at www.tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss vitamin D, the self-journey of yoga, and old school versus new school recipes. This is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.